It's time for FPM Play. You are listening to FPM Play, Booga. This is the podcast known as FPM Play. And this is FPM Play. Enjoy! Hey guys, and welcome to FPM Play. Today it's just me and my dad, and we're going to review Alita Battle Angel. Um, so today we're going to do, uh, two segments, check it out and FP and play news. Yep. So let's start with check it out. Actually, let's start with FP and play news. Okay. <laughs> okay, that. All right. News of the week. Um, so in this segment, uh, called FP and play news, we talk about news that has happened uh, in the past week or so. so. Yeah, so I just kind of scour the internets for some pop culture news that uh, we can react to, and we'll, we'll see what happens. So, Jacob, um, I have a few of these. I'll just kind of throw them out, um, probably in reverse order of freshness, right? So some newer stuff to uh, first, and then getting back. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right, so the first one. The Punisher and Jessica Jones has officially been canceled by Netflix as of today. As of today? As of today. Oh, that makes sense. Because they had to finish the seasons. Yeah. So we haven't really talked about that, but all the other shows, Netflix, Marvel shows, have been canceled. And there's a lot of speculation that this would happen. Yeah. Because they're, they're supposed to be moving all of those shows over to the new Marvel streaming service. But the thing that sucks is is that we have to wait two years. After the cancellation. Why is that? Because they had a deal with Netflix. Yeah, so the rumor is that the the contractual obligation is that those characters can't show up in another media property kind of thing or whatever for two years after the cancellation. So that's why Disney would want to get it canceled as soon as possible. Um, but then there's also rumors that instead of going to the Disney plus Marvel section of that, of that streaming service, that they might go to Hulu. Because as part of the Fox deal, uh, Disney owns a piece of Hulu. And then also they started doing all those extra live-action shows like Howard the Duck. Those those are animated. Are animated, yeah. adding those Marvel shows in. So That's going to be interesting, that whole... I don't think I have that on my list here, but all of those new Marvel anime, because they have more of an adult edge, like an adult swim kind of thing. Yeah. I want to see Howard the Duck, though. But can you? Maybe. We'll see. It depends on how bad it is. Yeah, um, I'll definitely have to watch that stuff first. Uh, next news. Next piece of news. This is a piece of Fortnite news. Okay. So, because of all of the emotes and uh, um, Epic making a lot of money off of those emotes, right. everybody and their mother who's ever done a dance that is represented in Fortnite has been suing them for money. Well... Epic had a nice little victory recently because Alfonso Ribeiro, however you say his last name, uh, he does the Carlton dance, right. you know, with the snapping fingers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he was denied rights to uh, of ownership over the Carlton dance. So mm-hmm. basically they said, you can't sue Epic because you don't truly own the Carlton dance. Um, I think part of that was you're kind of... Uh, coming a little late to try to claim that it's it's exclusively yours. You should have done that back in the 90s when it really hit off. 
and now and it's like when it actually came out because he sued them like a few months after it came out so well i mean but the dance has been around for a while and he never copyrighted it before it's true right it's just now that fortnite's making money it's more like shoot that's that's actually copyrighted because he used it for a song too so I, I I believe it's copyrighted. So they, I, you, bl- I you believe what's copyrighted? Shoot, like oh the dance. Yeah. So I mean, some people do it, but yeah. But, so that's I mean, yeah. there's a lot of lawsuits, right? So that's that. Backpack hits on them right now too for the floss, but a lot of people are saying he didn't come up with it. He just like made it big because it's been shown like. So. Yeah. It's it's interesting because uh, it's pop culture kind of coming and finding its way into other mediums and who owns what and what's in the public uh, domain and what's not. Uh, next news. Check was like I don't care. Um, all right, so this one's a little interesting. Um, there's a really cool VR game called Apex Construct. Is it connected to Apex Legends or that's just me? It's not. But a lot of people got confused and after Apex Legends came out and took off, the sales of Apex Construct just went through the roof. <laughs> because people were getting Apex Construct thinking that it's associated with Apex Legends. I got VR. Because also Respawn's making their VR game. So they're like, wait a second. Ooh. Yeah, so the developers of Apex Construct, I'm sure are um, perfectly okay. Oh, that boat game? We uh, have that. No, it's not a boat game. game. Well, you're on a boat? No, a boat. Like, oh, bow and arrow. Yeah, Say that. a boat game. A boat. <laughs> a boat. Like, a boat game. A boat game. <laughs> you have a bow and arrow. How about, how about archery? It's an archery game, right? I guess. You just you go around shooting these like spider-like robots. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it now. It's an archery game. Oh, I need to play this then if we already have it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So, I thought that was a little bit of interesting piece of news since Apex Legends was here. Check it out last week. Apex Legends is, is blown up in the past few days. It's crazy because people, like, people have jumped ship really quickly from Fortnite to Apex. And, um, like, uh, I was on YouTube, I think, earlier this morning or yesterday. Uh-huh. And I was looking at a lot of YouTubers, and now instead of doing, like, all these Fortnite high-kill games, it's Apex. And then on the side, they're doing, like, extra, like, creative maps that they found online on Reddit. Yeah, Apex has been blowing up. There was an article. I didn't... I should have saved this one, but I didn't. But they recently banned, like, 160,000 cheater accounts already. Why? Um, I don't know. Like, the buttons, though? Well, they said they were cheating somehow. So it's, I mean, it's, it's the popular, they've, they've, they've definitely, well, they've gone up to like 25 million players or something like that. You know, it's crazy though. Fortnite didn't update their game in a while. And then once they saw that Apex was actually doing stuff and, and they're losing a lot of their player base, they decided to finally update the game. Well, I mean, now they're finally putting things in that people, like a snowboard was announced. Uh, you know, the hoverboard or snowboard it was announced i think like at the beginning of this season season seven uh-huh. which was in like season seven's gone on a long November. time hasn't it no i mean they they made it a little bit longer for the valentine stuff okay but anyways 
So it started in November, and they announced that snowboard for December, and then it it's just coming out this February. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, Fortnite can stay on top forever. I mean, it's had a nice, nice run, um, but there's got to be room for other other games. I mean, it isn't just Fortnite. It's Battle Royale. It's a Battle Royale genre. So, on this topic of Fortnite... This is my little brother, Alex, by the way. I'm just saying, if you want to get the whole board in-game on Season 6, you have to cheat to get it. You have to go on Creative Mode and do all these fancy stuff to get the hoverboard. Just they didn't make it. They didn't make it easy? <sighs> Alex is talking about there's this exploit. I don't, it was it was early in the season. It might have come back because of them putting it back into the game. Uh, people figured out that they put it in the creative maps where if you went to go make some creative creation and you broke out of the invisible walls because the, the creative... The uh, the creative maps that you can build on top of, they're like little islands outside of the Battle Royale map. So people figure out how to get outside of the um, invisible walls in the creative islands. And then from there, uh, it turns out that they left hoverboards in there so people could test them. So people figured that out. They got to try out the hoverboards. And, yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know... I'm glad that this somebody else has kind of come in and, and challenged the space. Uh, I still need to play some more Apex Legends. It looks fun. It's hard because people are already good. It's been like two weeks, and I'm like, that's so crazy. Like, cause, cause you know what crazy thing is? I was playing Apex, and one of the things that they do is they show how many kills you have with the character that you're playing. So, and and it always shows the team with the highest kills. Yeah like to watch out and this guy had like 3,000 kills by himself and then his, his teammate I'm guessing they know each other because they had like a, a clan name like XYZ uh, Arrow and XYZ Cupid or something like that and the other guy had like 2,000 kills I was like so here's what we're going to have to do with Apex is we're going to play it a little bit more and then make that one of our reviews of the week after yeah. after a couple more weeks Another thing is they they already have like the rare equipment too, like because they have the whole loot boxing. Oh yeah, and people were saying their stuff was way too expensive too. That was another thing that came out. Yeah, I mean the operators are only like five bucks compared to Fortnite with like ten dollars for not even a skin. Yeah, we should do a comparison on that when we do the review because I do feel like some of that stuff is overpriced. So like when like when the marshmallow stuff came out, right? Yeah, that's like if you wanted to get the marshmallow skin, the like, pack, and all this stuff, it was like twenty something dollars. Twenty five dollars. Right? Yeah. It was like twenty five bucks yeah, if you I, wanted to get the I, whole thing. I bought the whole thing. Uh, so did Alex. So we spent like fifty dollars that that it, day. Exactly. So I mean, you, yeah. you can get a good game for fifty dollars. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Next oh, next item. One more thing about Apex. <laughs> They've already started doing all these rare things, like you know how people are talking about Fortnite and rare skins. There's this knife that you can unlock for an operator through unlocking chests, and it's either you open 500 chests, and you should get it by your 500 chests, or you get it in between that time span. It's just randomly in five within 500 chests? Yeah, so now people are being like, I just got the rarest item in the game, and it's like, it's crazy because... People are like wasting money on that game just to get to their 500th uh, loot box. I'm like, it's crazy. All right. All right. So, next news item. Um, Wait a second. So, 
this is this will be really quick, but Ben Affleck has finally officially retired as Batman. He was on Jimmy Kimmel. They they retired his bat cowl, and you know we all knew it was coming, but he has now officially, officially, officially retired as Batman. But who's gonna play him? That like that's my question. Well, we don't know yet because uh, Matt Reeves uh. is still working on his Batman movie. He's actually been working on it for two years, um, and they're supposed to start filming at the end of this year. So it'll be three years that he's been working on it. So we'll probably find out who the new, younger Batman's going to be um, probably in a few months. I mean, they got to start casting that sometime soon. Oh, I have some news. I have some news. Oh, all right. So it isn't... Oh, do you have a reaction to the Ben Affleck news? Yeah. We, we all knew it was coming since the news came out. Like a few years ago, right? About him being a drug addict and him going back and forth into rehab, that he probably wouldn't have time to make another Batman movie. Yeah. And the response to that wouldn't be good either. Having a drug addict is one of your superheroes. Yeah, he's a recovering addict. He's had problems before. So, here's my news Jump Force was announced last year, right? E3. Everybody was yeah, yeah, yeah. E3, E3 this past year. And they've had they've had uh other I forgot the other names, but they're like they're like uh it's not called Jump Force, but this is like the third game in that whole series where anime characters come together and fight. A lot of people were excited. Well, what are the other games? Do you know? Uh, I'll look it up. All right, we'll keep talking. Wait, wait. Okay, can I talk real quick? So, uh, me so let me tell you a quick story. Alright, you tell, they, tell a quick story while Jacob looks that up. They are making an anthem moving movie oh, on you're, Xbox. You're getting no 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 you're getting ahead of my news. You're, you're, and okay. So total side note. Yeah, let's talk about this while research. Okay, while Jacob research, we're gonna switch topics to Anthem. Alex, it's not an anthem movie on Xbox. It's a commercial for Anthem, but it, it's a little mini, like three minute movie. What, they made. A, they already posted a trailer for it, which was amazing. Well, the trailer is. The, that's it. That's all there is. There's no full movie. It makes it look like a movie. It does. Me. It does. People can get confused. Alice, what did you think when you saw this, and and how did you see it? I was like, I saw it on the TV from the All Star Game, and I was like, oh shoot, they're making it um an anthem movie. Oh, I need to catch up on the yeah. But Shunley Author, I just know that was just a short movie. Anything else? Yeah, because we were watching the all NBA All-Star game together, and at first, it seemed like a commercial for just like a new movie or TV show. And then... Oh, Jump, it, jump Stars. Jump oh. Stars were the originals. Okay. And then a, a few, um, about a few seconds in, we realized that, hey, this is actually Anthem, and this is, you know, for the game. Um, I, I was, was hoping, surprised. yeah, I was hoping that, that it was going to be at least a, like a little 30 minute movie. Maybe like a short film. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. Cause they had all the established, all these characters and how there was going to be this portrayal. And I was like, Ooh, I want to see more of this. Well, you should be able to see it in the game, right? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm guessing because, uh, I, I, I uh, when I was uh, watching, I think I was on YouTube again, maybe Instagram. This guy, this guy was sponsored by Anthem, so he posted this sponsored post, um, and it was like him playing the first few minutes of Anthem early, and it looked exactly like where that girl went into the hole and everything. So it it definitely so 
we, we've we've played Anthem. We played the private beta. You know the the conflict between that and uh and the the movie is that Anthem's supposed to be a four player game where you play with your friends. I don't really think you can do some of those things. But yeah, but there's there's a whole story element that we didn't really get into in the the demo beta, whatever they call it, that, really. that happens in the towns, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they they sorry, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so when the, you go in the town, you get the story elements, and then when you go out of the towns, that's when you have the multiplayer battles and all that stuff. I mean, they did have, uh, they did have it, but it was very small. Yeah, it was limited, it, yeah. Because you couldn't really talk to anybody, but in, in the actual game, you're supposed to be able to talk to like almost all the townspeople. And, and honestly, that makes me excited to play Anthem more, because if it has that rich of a story already, that they can make something like that, it definitely makes me more interested in it, which is one of the things I like about The Division, is that it can be this massively multiplayer game with squads of like three or four people, but it has a really rich story as well. So, uh, all right, so Jacob, let's let's get back to your news. So Jump Force, uh, a lot of people were excited for it at first, and then the reviews started coming rolling, and they weren't the best, because a lot of people were saying... That at its core it was just a button masher. Because all you could do is all you could do is press your punch button, you know. You had dashes where you could get closer to the person. And then you also had your special moves, which didn't take anything. You just had to press the right it's trigger. So it's sort of like a mobile game. Yeah, and then you have to press the right trigger or your R2, whatever you play on, and then you would press triangle, square, circle, X, uh, any any of those buttons, and it'd do a special move that does a lot more damage but takes longer to charge up. Got it. So uh, a lot of people were, were, were mad because the game and the story is supposed to be really bad. Because, but... but the game looks still looks really fun to me. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but I still want to play. It. You got, you have I, to. I, but it costs so much. It's a sixty dollars game. So it's uh, almost as much as two Fortnite skins. But packs. they, they, a lot of people were mad about the roster too, and I, I'm, I'm okay with it because I only watched like three of the shows. Yeah. So you'll have to play it and reserve judgment. Um, so that's the Jump Maybe Force that game. Maybe be one of our reviews of the week. Yeah. All right. So here's. Another piece of news that I'm super, super, super excited about. Okay. I am very, very excited about. Alex, can you read this headline to Jacob? He doesn't know this. Hasbro officially confirmed Bumblebee has transformed reboot. Re- Tra- reboot. Yeah, so Hasbro has officially confirmed that the last Bumblebee movie is a reboot. Is a reboot. Let's go. It's not going to be connected to the five films that came before made by Michael Bay. That's going to be the start of a new series of Transformer movies. It is a reboot. Yeah, sick all those five movies. Like, yeah, you're. Okay. No, that's right. So, like, this new you? director. So, Travis Knight knocked it out of the park. Um, that was an amazing movie. It was, it, it was, and you know, when we talked about it before, we always said if the only thing that can make that movie better is if that was a reboot and not connected to the other Transformers. You could tell that it was connected to the other ones because they didn't go too deep into the other Transformers. So they kept it solo. And then at the end, you saw him driving with maybe Optimus Prime. But Yeah, so they, they there was things in that movie, like the whole Section 7 and all that stuff, um, that they could have used to connect it to the other movies. 
I'm really glad they're making the decision to just uh, cut ties with the first five and just say, you know what, this is the beginning of something new. Because yeah. they could now, if they make a sequel, they can just keep it in the 80s, right? They, 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 they don't do, need to bring it to present. They can do like X-Men and keep going like a decade or a few years and keep going until we get to but, now. But uh, here's my question. Who's the next hero that's going to be played? You think they're going to do like the Avengers where they do solo movies? They and, could. And then they show the Transformers come together to fight the Decepticons. So, Alex, that's a good question. Who would be the next like hero that's spotlighted? Mm-hmm. Transformers is, well, I was about to say Transformers is different because nobody really knows anybody other than Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, yeah. but there's a lot of people that didn't know the individual Marvel heroes either, right? They didn't know Thor. They didn't know Iron Man. No. Um, so they can easily do the different types of movies. Like they can, oh, they can do like Sideswipe or one of those guys and make like a spy thriller. Or like, that uh, could be pretty who's cool. Who's the guy who uses like all the ninja stuff? Uh, ninja stuff. Yeah, it was, a, it, it was in Transformer. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure, probably two or three. I'm trying to look for characters. I looked up like Transformers characters. And oh, yeah, there's this one character. He, the, he's like from the army and he oh. has like all H- the. Hound. Hound. You know what would be cool though? They did like a RC movie. It was the first female robot. Movie. Oh, RC would be good. That's a, that's a good one. I still would love to see a movie that takes place primarily on Cybertron. That would be cool. That would be cool. Very, very cool. All right. Even though it would be like almost all CGI. All right. So, Jacob, last piece of news and then we'll move on. Okay. Oh, Fox, Fox, Fox and those X-Men. So, it looks like the new mutants might get pushed back Again. So we saw the trailer for that. God knows how long ago. Wait, there was a New Mutants trailer? Yes, there was a New Mutants trailer. It was amazing. I don't even remember that. Oh, oh, the horror movie. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's based, that was good. It's based off of the early run of the New Mutants. Um, it's like when and, they're in a, like an asylum because yep. they think they're crazy. Yep. Um, and it it looked amazing. So they, I mean, they had this movie done for a while. I think they went back and did some reshoots, and that was a while ago. And then the Dark Phoenix stuff got pushed back, and they got pushed back. And you know, I don't know what's going on. But so I thought, I thought it should just be over right now. Just be like, just release the two movies. Be and done with start them. over with Marvel. Yeah. Well, those those are the last two movies that they that they did and the X Men stuff. I feel like I feel like they should have done New Mutants first, done the whole. Single movie with them, and then Dark Phoenix. Every everybody just dies. It'd be trench of dust at the end of the movie. Um. All right. So uh, that's the news, Jacob. All right. You ready? Time for our check it out. So check it out is the segment where we talk about things that we think you should check out. Um, so, uh, Poppy, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Mine will be short. Mine is a documentary movie. Um, oh, the climb or whatever. Yeah. So it's a movie that is up for an Academy Award, and it's called Free Solo. Um, I know. The people that might be listening to us um, might not be big on watching documentaries, but this one really is uh, engaging and just, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. So it's about this guy named Alex Honnold, um, and he does free solo climbing 
which is basically climbing up, you know, rock faces, uh, you know, out in the mountains and stuff with no ropes, no harnesses, nothing. He just goes up to the rock face and just starts climbing. Uh, he has, you know, some chalk um, for his hands, but he just climbs it. So um, let me read you the IMDb um, description. So it says, follow Alex Honnold as he becomes the first person to ever free solo climb Yosemite's 3,000-foot-high El Capitan Wall. With no ropes or safety gear, he completely, arguably... That doesn't even make sense. Oh, he completed... Sorry, can't read. He completed, arguably, the greatest feat in rock climbing history. Um, so it chronicles him, his career, how he got to that point, and then his attempt to free solo El Capitan. So this guy... He spoiled the movie. Well, it's in, it's, it was in the news, too. So Anyway... Um, but this guy, he walked up to a 3,000-foot-high mountain. like It's like a sheer rock face and just climbed up the side of it like Spider-Man. It was amazing and thrilling, and you're watching this thing. And he's done hundreds and hundreds of climbs, but nobody has done this climb. He did in like four hours, too, right? Now you're spoiling it. Don't stop. Um, does that mean, well, how are you going to stop? So anyway. You can take breaks. You find it was. It's not like you're rock climbing wall. You have grips. He's like he has to find a way up. If you get a chance to watch it, it's not a long. It's, it's like, a Netflix original, by the way. It is not a Netflix original. Wait, what? It is not. Where is it? Where can you watch it? Right now, it's still in some select theaters, but it's available to to buy or rent on all the streaming platforms, so on iTunes and um, Amazon and all those Google Play, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It it's. It's really good. It's very. It's not too long. It's about an hour and, and a half, um, and it goes pretty quickly. But it shows this guy's entire life and kind of what how he gets to this point, what he's going through mentally. Uh, his friends are the ones making the documentary, so at the time that they're making this, you know, they're filming him knowing that he could potentially die. <laughs> yeah, um, that they might be filming his last moments, and that adds a lot to the drama of it. It's just oh, it's just really good. Um, Definitely a shout out to the Slash Filmcast because that's how I found out about this documentary. It was on their best of list for for last year. Um, I just can't remember which which one of the hosts put it on there, but I finally got around to watching it. It was amazing. Um, I think everyone should check it out. Okay, so he already knows my check it out. My yeah. check it right. out is Crackdown Three. And, oh my gosh! And 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 Jacob, remember this is not a review. This is a a shorter section because I know based on the look on your face I can go off about this you game. could talk about this for the next hour it's uh it's the third installment of the Crackdown series you don't need to play the second one. First one was free for a few days on the Xbox I think and then I think it's on Game Pass so it's the third one I don't know about the second one though they threw that in the garbage uh anyways uh, in this game you go to a island owned by a corporate company called like Novatech or uh and the idea was they invited all these people, poor people to come to Novatech or come to their island and they said you would you would be able to get a job and have opportunities to live the way you wanted to. But it turned out they just uh they just like enslaved them or they oh, did a lot of I didn't realize that that was uh that was part of the game. They did a lot of bad things when they got there. So, uh in the game you, uh, as an agent, 
uh, turns out in the last game, or in between the last, uh, the second installment and the uh, third, turns out that Nova, Nova Corp, or whatever they're called, I, I know it's like Nova something. They, Is they, it Nova Tech? Maybe Nova Tech. Oh. Any, anyways, they nuked like the agency, and now it's all split up, and now now all you have is you, uh, your guy in the chair, I forgot her name too, and um, the uh, the original head of the Crackdown organization. So you going by yourself to go stop this evil organization. Um, one of my favorite things about this game is that uh, the way you, you start out as, like, a weak, low-level person, uh, and through experience points, you level up, and uh, you become, by the end of the game, very overpowered. Oh, the company's called Terra Nova. Um, so, my favorite thing, uh, we won't go into all of the details, but my favorite one is vehicles. So you start out as you can just uh, hijack people's cars or hijack the enemy's cars and drive it around. But then as you level up, you're driving through racing and stunts. You can get your own agency car, which is like really nice. And then the agency car can be leveled up to be able to transform. So it can be like a nice race car. Uh, it can turn into this like uh, buggy called a spider, and it can like drive up walls. And jump, and then it can also turn into a tank, which is very powerful. Um, but I'm very deep into the game. Almost finished with all, almost all the XP stuff already. Uh, yeah, I'm on like level four of everything, and there's like only five. Really? Yeah, five or six. Yeah, so I I played the original Crackdown on the 360. Um, that game was promoted with I think Halo Two, maybe three. If you pre-ordered Halo 2, uh, or Halo, I can't remember which one. I'm going to say uh, it's Halo 2. Anyway, if you pre-ordered Halo, you got a copy of Crackdown. And that's how they, they kind of increased the uh, the user base for that game. Uh, but it was it was a big surprise because it was, it was a lot of fun. It was this big kind of open-world playground. As you progressed your skills, you became almost like a superhero, right? Because yeah. you could go from lifting up small things to lifting up like big cars yeah. and throwing them. Like I can, I can pick up like almost like two cars now. It's crazy. Yeah, and your, your jumping skills would increase. And then the one thing that everybody loved was chasing orbs, right? So you can skill up based on what your activities or collecting orbs that are scattered and hidden throughout the city. So you would be running around and all of a sudden you can see an orb out of the corner of your eye and like at the top of a building or you would hear this like pinging sound. It's like a ping. And as you got closer, the pinging sound would get louder uh, and it was in full surround sound, which is pretty cool. Let me stop you right there. There's not as many orbs as there used to be. There's only two types of orbs. There's mystery orbs, which give you XP for every single type of thing that you can unlock. And then there's also agility orbs. That's it. Oh, I think that's all they had the first time. And all the other things you unlock, like uh, explosives, weapons, and punching, is is all through fighting. They're through activities. They're yeah. doing it. And then driving is also through like stunts. Yeah, I think that's how it was last time. But the number of orbs hidden throughout the city, I mean, it was hundreds. Yeah. It was a lot. There's, uh, one of my favorite things was... I wanted to finish the vehicle things as fast as possible. So I figured out that you could eliminate people with vehicles. Right. So 
uh, and I saw that uh, there's also armored cars with weapons on top of them in the game. So what I did was every single time you eliminate somebody, you get one singular point. You need 100 points to level up to the next thing. So I sat there for like, and I had to kill 200 people. That, I, I mean, that sentence alone is disturbing, Jacob. I mean, it wasn't as bad as you think, because like they come in, <laughs> they come in like cars of like twenty people, and then you can just blow them up. So, but how am I supposed to feel when my son says I killed two hundred people? I mean, it was, it was pretty fun. I understand you think it's fun because 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 they have these armored cars with like mini guns on top, and you can just sit there and just spray them down. Because because they when you, and you can and then once once that one is broken, you can just hijack the, uh, the next one. Just keep going. So, let me ask you this. Yeah. As you're going around running over these bad guys in this city, mm-hmm. and you're getting all excited and giddy, mm-hmm. the one thing I think about is I'm glad that you're not of age to drive. Because you ain't going to be doing this in your life? Be- well, I don't think you would be doing it per se, but I do think that you would be driving a little bit more reckless because you're kind of hyped up from, from doing the crazy driving in the game. That's true. So I, well, I mean, need, what I need from you is that clear delineation of the f- the. I know this is fake. Yeah, right. I can't do this in real life, but it is fun. It's like I I got it. I got the hang of like switching cars. You know, you can transform your car. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I got the hang of uh, transforming cars mid game. So I was being chased, and once I unlocked the tank, I just drove out. So I went to this base to finish the mission. So I, I start going fast to get speed. I turn into the spider, which is the, the car that can drive on walls. And it can also jump. So I jump on the wall. I sneak up to the top. And then I become a tank. And I ambush them from the top. It was so fun. So let me ask you this. What of that play cycle is exciting to you? Like, Why is that fun? Because there's so many ways I can do it. I mean, do you, are you telling me that you... That you enjoy killing people in general? No. So then why is that cycle of of killing people fun? The sandbox of opportunities to be able to, like, the ways you can play, basically. Like, like think of Disney. No, 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 that's why the game is fun. Why is that cycle of running over people and all that stuff and, and killing 200 people, why is that fun? I mean. Why is killing somebody in a video game fun? I mean, that's the main objective of the game, but they can also make it feel satisfying. Like the like when there's a big group of people and you take them all down by yourself. So I think what what you're what you're saying is it makes you feel powerful? Yeah. So I mean, so that's what I'm trying to get at. Why yeah, why does killing you, somebody in a video game especially, fun? Especially in Crackdown, as you level up you do feel like a god. Like you, you have this punch that you that you get uh, first. You can just do combo punches, and you can charge up your punch. But uh, at the end, your punch just becomes really strong if you charge it up, and you can like get like waves of people with one punch. So this is fulfilling in the superhero fantasy. Basically, of, of, basically. I feel like I'm a, I, I feel it's like I'm a super powered like, person. It's more like an antihero because right, you can uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because I can also fly. And I also have this giant arsenal of weapons. Yeah, but it's, it's the same. In the chair. It's the same reason that people want to be Batman or Superman. Is that that feeling that that feeling of I'm the hero? Yeah, I live vicariously through this person who has powers that I don't, who has this ability that I don't. Yeah, but then I'm also bopping people in the head with the shotgun. So it's like 
But is that another outlet for something that you can't do in the real world? No, because I I really want I don't want to shoot anybody, but it and it's animated, so it isn't like it isn't like a like a like shooting somebody in the head in real life. But when you hit somebody with a shotgun, it's it's like a, I have this uh, upgraded shotgun that freezes people. So when you hit somebody in the head, they have this little sum of life, and it and it gives you all this time to do whatever you want. Like I did this cool thing where I I went up to a skyscraper. So I froze a guy on the ground. I climbed a skyscraper real quick with my car. And then I jumped down and I ground pounded all the way from the top. You know, it would, it, you know, it would be really interesting. And, and I say this. And, I, you know, obviously I know what you're playing. I know, you know, what the game is like. Yeah, you've played it. So. I've played it. Um, and I know why, why I guess I connect to it. Um, but I want to see how you're connecting with this with this level of violence that you're that you're seeing that you're playing that's getting you very excited i mean it's putting a smile on your face mm-hmm. you're yeah. really enjoying it um it's fun to mess people up it's it, like it, I'm, I'm always thinking of the annoying people in my life be like i don't want to hurt you it good. so you're saying it's a release of, of pent it's up satisfying it's a release of pent-up anger or you know whatever yeah because at the end of the day they're just numbers you know I mean, you, you kind of have to think ethical when it comes to, like, some games. But, like, in this game, it's just a giant sandbox where, at the end of the day, you're shooting a lot of people. And and then you're also the hero of the day. I think I'd love to do an episode with, like, a psychologist and just getting into, just, you know, having that person break down why we like some of this stuff. I think it'd be kind of cool. I don't know, because then mom would use that against us. Be like, remember what the psychologist said, Jacob? <laughs> Or she, or it might validate what you're doing, and then you'd be like, "Oh, see, it's okay for me to play these games, right?" Yeah. I mean, part of those things are just uh, bringing up your fantasies. Like, uh, I think I, what was I playing? I think I was playing Forza, and I was like, even though there's a lot of unrealistic things you can do, like survive a jump from like a a thousand foot mountain and still and your car still work correctly, you're still a multi millionaire making hundreds of thousands of dollars well, each for, time. Yeah, I mean for me a game like Forza is a few it's, so it's a straight fantasy play, right? Because I would love to be able to drive like that in real life. When you watch something like Fast and the Furious, they drive like that in the movies. I mean they drive a, a, a car out of a plane. They drive cars from one building to another. They do crazy things that you can't do in real life. And playing a game like Forza Gives you that feeling that you're in control of a vehicle and can do things like that. Yeah, and also, with but, the, but with that's the newest a, one too. Forza Horizon, you get to pick what you want to do. But that's a direct correlation of, I like I, if I could, I would do that. Yeah, right. It's, so instead the, of like crackdown, I if I could, I I would not shoot people. <laughs> okay, but it's it does feel good sometimes to beat somebody up. I mean, I I would never do it on purpose, but. I've always had that thought in the back of my head, like, you're those people, you know, you're like, there's those people you're like, I don't, I shouldn't hurt you, or, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're family, all connected by God, we shouldn't do this, but when you're in another universe, where it's legal, and there's people that you know that need a beating sometimes, that's when it feels good. Yeah. 
So it's a, it's a release. It's an aggression release for you. Yeah, sometimes. Because I, I can get into it, especially like in like Fortnite and stuff when you just cancel people out. Like I, I had this amazing play. I'll, I'll stop after this. It was me and my friend. We were playing this like, I think it was like a week ago. But they had this game mode where you had grapplers and your feet were frozen so you could slide around. And I, I, I grappled up, and I was sliding down a mountain, and I saw this guy trying to come up to me, and I hit him one pump in the head. He was gone. And I was like, that's satisfying. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's Jacob's Check It Out. It was? Uh, uh, Crackdown 3. And it, it's available? It's uh, available on Xbox only. It's Microsoft exclusive. Uh, it's on Game Pass. If you don't have Game Pass, you should get it. It's $10 a month for over a hundred games, um, uh, uh, it's also sixty dollars if you don't feel like buying the Game Pass, but I think you should. And and I will say that that that's just the single player. We haven't really gotten into the multiplayer yet. They've kind of separated the two. I don't know if the multiplayer is fair or not, but y- yeah, it, it looks like it, is, it. It was a separate download, so but yeah. And then I already had the Game Pass, so it didn't say the price, but. Mm, multiplayer is a whole nother realm that we could talk about later. Yeah. Okay. So now let's get into our review about Alita Battle Angel. This is going to be a good talk. FTM Play. Review of the week. So review of the week is where we review a movie, TV show, maybe even video game. And first, we start out with our general thoughts about the movie. And then uh, by the middle of the show, we or by the end, we talk about spoilers. Uh, I think we have that in the show notes by now where you can skip over show notes and get to our ratings by the end. Um, but we're going to start out with our general thoughts. We, we won't get too deep. Yeah. I love this movie. Uh, yeah, you can go first. We gotta read the IMDb, remember? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited. I love this movie. Alright, so the IMDb description. A deactivated female cyborg is revived, but cannot remember anything of her past life and goes on a quest to find out who she is. That's a pretty good description. Okay. Except she's a war machine. Anyways, uh, this movie is based off of a manga and anime, and... Fighting mangas and animes are my favorite type of genre. And, and manga and animes. Uh, I, I think I should just say animes because I, I haven't read that many mangas, but I loved... Wait, have you read any manga? Yeah. What have you read? I've read a few Dragon Ball Z, but that's it. Okay. And I, I started One Punch Man because my friend lent it to me. He wanted me to try it. But um, my favorite shows are always fighting animes. I love... I think I just started Dragon Ball Z. I love My Hero Academia because, and then I also love um, One Punch Man. All the all three of those are fighting animes. Some of them are different types of animes because Dragon Ball Z is usually serious. Um, My Hero Academia is more of like a drama slash fighting anime, where you because he's still in, it's it's about a kid in school. Who it's about a kid who goes to a superhero school, but also has to deal with regular school things, so it's a drama. And then One Punch Man, it's in the name. The guy can kill anybody with one punch, so it's kind of a comedy on how he does it. But anyways, Alita is also a battle enemy. And I'm guessing you didn't like it as much as I did, 
Because at the end of the day, they wrote the movie to make it where she fights people. That was the main... I'm thinking that was the main idea in their head when they wrote this movie. Because there were some amazing shots. Oh, my God. Scenes. Scenes, I mean. Sorry. I'm not going to go too deep. Oh, yeah. So, how did you feel? Um, anime watcher. So, general thoughts. Um, Jacob thinks that I don't like anime, but I watched anime when I was in college, and I loved it. Um, I thought the movie was was amazing. Um, I thought visually it was amazing. Um, I agree with that. The CGI. It, was- it was definitely something to watch in the theater. We watched it in Adobe Cinema at the at our local AMC. Um, the sound, the visuals were, were awesome. I was very nervous after watching the trailers because of the whole CGI effect that they did on... Um, Her face. The actress face. Yeah, on Rosa. Um, I'm still sort of on the fence with that. Uh, you know, after a while, it, it was it was okay. Um, there was actually one shot, though, in the movie where... I can't remember what happened right before, but Alita's, like, sitting in a chair. She kind of has her arms wrapped around her, her knees, like her her um legs are up and she's kind of just kind of huddled in this chair and the, the camera came in from the side and it was a beautiful shot i mean the cgi was just amazingly perfect it looked like that was her normal face it it was oh, oh yeah i'm saying you, like you, like the the eyes yeah the, um but the cg was just like perfect in that moment and it did not look cg it looked very very real um so I, you know, I kind of understand the effect that they were going for. Um, it was definitely a stylized choice, and it did not detract from the movie, which was what I was worried about. Um, so overall, I like that. I, I thought they did an amazing job with the world building. Yeah, like you yeah. got a sense of of what was going on in this world, and they didn't go too deep into the lore either. No, I mean they they, they let you kind of figure things out on your own, um, and then they spoon fed you when they needed to. Um, which which I think is always good when they do when you do world building like that. There was a few things, and we'll get into spoilers that I, I feel like they they were a little disconnected on when it came to the world building. But overall, I really like that. Um, and like Jacob said, that the 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 main set pieces, the main action set pieces, were just phenomenally amazing. The colors um, were beautiful too. Yeah, everybody been, had a color palette that you could slightly notice how the, like how they did in Avengers, where each person had a tint on their camera. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing with people's clothes and how they looked. I mean, that is an anime too. No. And the, the design of the cyborgs were were really cool. Yeah, um, you know the ones like that you've seen in the trailer where it's mainly cyborg body and it has kind of just really a, a human face. Um, the effect for those are, are done very very well. It just it just kind of flows. It it it, it looks very realistic, um, but yeah, I mean overall, I, I I did really enjoy the movie. But what I had problems with, and we'll get into specifics and spoilers, was just some of the basic storytelling. Um, some of the I was okay with it. some of the um, short shrift that some of the characters got. Um, it, it it just felt like. You know, and I did some research after the fact with the manga and the very short-lived two-episode attempt to turn into an anime, um, and they 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 stuck pretty closely to that. Um, they made some changes, but it feels like they could have matured the storytelling a little bit while still being faithful to the story. And when I was looking at um, when I was looking at um. Uh, when I was looking at the comparison between anime, manga, and movie. 
it, they took direct shots from the anime, which was amazing. Like, uh, like it, this is in the trailer when he finds her at the beginning in their scrap guard. There's a, there's a shot where he, it's him looking at her. It's the same exact shot from the show. Yeah, well, that, and that's pulled straight from the manga too, right? So if you go look at the manga the, where he's going through the um, uh, the junkyard yeah. scene or whatever, and he he scavenges, he uh, salvages like the eye from another, you know, cyborg or whatever, and puts it in his little fanny pack. You know, that's all in the manga, which got translated to the anime, uh, which you can find on YouTube, by the way. Anime. Oh, that's another way to say anime. Um, and then that got translated into the movie. So, you know, there's definitely some 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 good things there. Um, overall, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I had a really good time with it. Uh, I'm glad I saw it in the theater. Um but I did have some issues that kind of just really got under my skin. Yeah, let's get into spoilers because I need to talk about this movie. It's so good. All right. It's time for spoilers. You have been warned. Um. So now it's time for spoilers. Spoilers is where we talk about our favorite, least favorite moments, the problems that we had in the movie. One of the things we liked, right? Uh, can we start with the things we liked? You go first. Oh, my God. Some of the things that she did was amazing. Um, so, and I think it was in the beginning of the movie where she started learning that she was this person that had this fighting technique that nobody knew about, and she was this unstoppable force. Um, uh, she found this body. That would make her even a better person. They had nanotech and all this stuff. Like make her a better person. Better, uh, a better fighting weapon. Uh, she wasn't a fighting weapon to that point. She didn't even know that. When when they figured that out and she found out and she, she started talking uh, to, uh, what's his name? Her father. Ido. Ido. Her, Professor Ido. Her adoptive father. Uh, he didn't want to put it on because he didn't want her to become a weapon. So... They they had to either destroy the body or do something with it. So when she had the fight uh, with this guy with the knife fingers or whatever, yeah, Zapan. Oh my god, he he almost killed her. This man. Oh no no no! You talking about the big the big guy? Big guy. Oh oh yeah, the big guy. I don't remember. This in there. She only has one arm left. She stands up on her arm. And throws herself into his eye. Like, who does that? Like that, that was boss. She almost killed that man with one arm. Like, oh my god. Yeah. That's some fighting anime stuff right there. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, like the action was amazing. It was inventive. Um so uh, you go uh, I'll get my turn. But yeah, that was amazing. All of the fights. You were so creative. So what about beyond the fights? We got it. We've established the fights are amazing. They're I, good. They're I like I like the the B story in this movie, the whole romance. I, I there's some parts where you like, like the romance between her and Hugo? Yeah. Some of the parts where her and Hugo, you're like, So why is this happening? This this has nothing to do with the story, but at the same time you're like I, I like this relationship. Well, it did have something to do with the story, right? I mean, because it was her trying to figure out who she was. And that, and that helped her compel her to do what she does later in the movie. Right. And then part of it is, you know, is she this, you know, quote-unquote person, Alita, right? Because she is a cyborg. She has a human brain, right? So she's not all machine. Um, so, you know, you can argue that she has a soul and everything else. Yeah. So it's it's her getting in touch with her humanity, which is where Hugo comes in, versus 
kind of this purpose that she had in her past, which was being the battle angel, being the, the warrior. Well, she she got battle angel from the racist, not not from. I'm not saying that's what she was named. I'm just saying Sorry. that's her persona. She's called battle angel because she's beautiful, like an angel, but she can also battle. Battle angel. You got it. I love I love that movie. Oh my god. Because uh, uh, the thing was is that you could um, accept like machine gun punches, which is shown a lot in fighting enemies, where they're fun- they're just punching like rapid mock, fire, like mock speed. You know that wasn't in there, but almost everything else was. Right. And maybe teleporting, but I mean, oh my gosh! I mean, I- it it had a lot of the good the the good anime tropes, but it also had a lot of the bad. The fighting was so good. Ugh. And the, and they went off on the fighting because they're like, hey, hey, the robots like Detroit become human, you know, blue blood, you know what I'm saying? So we can we can kill them the way we want to. She cut off a man's face in half, like that was pretty cool. So again, everything you're you're going crazy about is the action scenes. Oh yeah, and and the the way they wrote it was good too. <laughs> and that's where we disagree. So what what did you like about it? Uh, well, okay. So we we've established that the action is amazing, <laughs> right? So we get that at home on be So yes, yeah, so the story is where I had some problems, yeah. right? I mean, overall, there's a basic structure there, but uh, I took some notes immediately after the movie, so I wouldn't forget because it it just it angered me, and it probably angered me more because I did enjoy the movie. I am sitting here. Going through the full cast list, okay? There's 192 people listed in the cast in IMDb. And to save the life of me, I cannot find the actress that played Dr. Ito's assistant. She was in a number of scenes. She was pretty important to the overall kind of like his his story, right? She didn't matter. She didn't matter. And that's my problem. She, that's my problem. She didn't have to. You can because that's another part of an, an, let, an, let me finish. Let me finish. That's my problem. Is they just kinda of, that was a, that actually that character did matter and they kind of threw her away. They didn't have to do a whole another plot line with it. They didn't. But from what they did show, it seemed like she was important to Dr. Ito and his what he did in there. And she wasn't just a nobody, right? She wasn't just some, some person that he hired off the street that comes nine to five and leaves. She was kind of part of his current family situation, well, we, right? We didn't and need to learn about her, though. You needed something. She had a bionic arm. They didn't mention anything. Well, more. some people are cyborgs, though. I understand that. But they gave her absolutely... There was, a, there was one scene... Where she said absolutely nothing. She didn't like they were they were helping Alita out. She didn't even say come on. They just treated her like this nothing character, and it just really bothered me. And it probably bothered me even more because she was one of the few minority characters in that movie, and and just did not. I mean, she got zero respect, and I don't know why, but that just really really bothered me. Um, I, was, I was fine with it because at the end of the day, I knew who she was. I knew you her didn't purpose. know her. her no, well, no, how, no. She, how did she get her comparing arm? it to an anime? I didn't need to know about her. But this arm. isn't. This isn't an anime. 
Yes, it, no. It's, it's a movie. It's an ad- adaptation. Exactly, and they should adapt it better. No, but, but the thing that I like is, is I'm okay with it because I know she's the person, just like Dr. Edo. They're the two people. They, they always go back to when they need somebody to heal. But all it takes it's is... The same is, thing with Deku. When he breaks every single finger fighting somebody, you always it just, got Mrs. Healing sucking up his fingers. It just and, seems like they could have done more with her through just a, a line or two of dialogue. Because I do feel like she was a little bit more important to that dynamic of Ito, um, Alita, and we don't even know her name, and Nurse. I think she was a little bit more important, and they could have done a better job of rounding that out and making that th- little family, little nuclear family. Um, I want to watch that movie. So that was, that was one problem I had. Is that a real movie? N- nuclear family? No. That was one problem I had. Really? Really? I thought I already came out. There's no movie called Nuclear Family. Well, I thought it was written by um, like the guy who saved the cat. I don't know. Anyway, we can um, for later. So the fact that, that that some of those characters they just kind of just treated them very inconsequential. Um, now there were some characters like like the big brute bad guy that she fought. His whole job was to be the big brute bad guy, and that's fine. He was he, literally he, there to kill her. He did that. Nova well. told her. He did that well, right? So. Based on the type of character that he was and his role in the movie, they did a good enough job of setting him up and giving you whatever information you need. That's it. You don't need any more. Um, but there's other characters I felt like had a different role to play in that movie, and they, they didn't really round them out as well. And again, one, two lines of dialogue would have fixed that. Um, so, to see. What else did I have? Oh. Uh, Hugo. Why did he die and come back as a cyborg? Uh, that whole thing just... I, so at the end, again, we're in spoilers. He ends up um, getting, I guess, quote-unquote, killed, right? And Alita's, uh, or Dr. Ito's ex-wife shows up. And everybody has this goal of getting up to the floating city, right? I can't even remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. And the floating city is, it's like in Portal, right? There is no cake. It's, it's this facade, you know, everybody that's living below is, is really kind of living in the real world. And whatever's up in the city doesn't matter. We never even see the city. We always see it from down below up. We never go into the city. We never see what's up there. Because then it doesn't matter. It's a fantasy. Yeah. And, and it's, it's almost like a mirage. And, and everybody's aspiring to it, but nobody can get to it. Um, the, the big bad that, uh, is kind of in the background, and we never really get to him. Uh, he is he's up there, kind of pulling the strings, and he can manipulate people that are down in, in quote unquote the real world and talk through people, and he can kind of control different technology or whatever. Um, so Hugo ends up getting killed, right? And um, Jennifer Connelly's character Shireen. She is there, and she has this change of heart. She's not going to help the bad guys anymore. Um, and she helps Alita in that moment to preserve Hugo's head. She dies. So they can give him a cyborg body. And then he just dies later. And then, within ten minutes, he does this crazy thing where he kind of runs up the cable that's holding the floating it's city. Like, he's like, look, I'm a cyborg now, so... And, and Alita's... T- Telling him, and supposedly they have this connection. I don't know why he wouldn't just come to her. Like, so I had no problem with that scene. 
up until it showed him making a very stupid decision of, I'm going to continue on, I don't care what you say. So earlier in the movie, they had this flashback, and they established that there's a, there's a uh, security thing, there's this, this big rotating saw that will come down this cable and just kill you. Yeah. And that's what happens to Hugo. He gets chopped up. And like, you just died. Like, stay dead if you're going to die. And she went through She she went through a lot to save him and turn him into that cyborg. And he just totally just like dismissed her sacrifice and what she went through to get him to that point. And then he was just gone. It's just like, ugh. I mean, if, he, if he had more motivation, like, he, like, there was something up there that he needed. Like, maybe he lost his family in there. Right, there. right. He's like, I need to get there. But he's like, I was promised I need to be there in time. In yeah, exactly. So what was what was such a strong motivation that he had to be up there? Is that the, they never established that. And then and then they established also if you if you go there you have to become a cyborg in the first place. They take your you have to be altered. Yeah, you have to. They they take your eyes, brain, and then I think your uh, your hands, and then that's all you have, and you go up there. Except yeah. except Nova. So so yeah, it's those little things like that that. I wish they were now. My last, my last problem, yeah, was they introduced the whole concept of the of the sport. Right? That was awesome. That was I understand. Did you understand the sport? Yeah, I understood the sport. I understood the sport fine because they they set it up with the kids, the local kids playing it kind of in the back alley. It's everybody for themselves, right? Yeah, I mean, it was all they, you can play in teams or you can play solo. Motorball. Um, but that's that's when you first. And I want to play that game in real life. So they did two things with that. One, they set up the the rules of motorball in a very small scale, which was very smart. That also introduced and Alita. They introduced her skills, right? So she broke that man's uh, arm. You know what I'm saying? He had the ball. He went. She, she didn't break his arm. Almost. So so he she, she he had the ball. He was coming she, up. She flipped him. She no no. She grabbed his arm, pulled it behind him, and then threw him on the ground. Yeah. Was, um, I feel like it was a waste to have those two characters too. Like, uh, the, well, no, because it, it showed what no, Hugo was doing. No, who they're paying though. The the two like side characters that are Hugo's best friends. Yeah, they they're both just blew up, and I'm, I'm guessing they cost a lot of money to be there for like. Well, I think I'm sure they made this move before because so the the two actors. Um, one of them is let's all the boys that I loved before. She yeah, she that's blew up that's Lana that. Condor. And then the other guy is, uh, I think it's this guy, Jorge, right? Uh, yeah. He was in Jorge like, Lend- Lendborg. Lendborg. Yes. He was in Bumblebee recently. I think he was in, I think he was in Love, Simon, too. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Bumblebee, Love, Simon, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, but anyway, so, you know, <laughs> and that was the minority contingent, by the way, right? Yeah. Because even though Rosa is they Latina, made the, they made the minority like a whole like a hole too. Yeah, even though Rosa is Latina, I mean, the, there was nothing that really played up her her Latina heritage. So, um, she was, I guess, essentially whitewashed a little bit. But um, I mean, you can't really make a cyborg. Anyway, you you get me totally off topic. Back to the game, motorball, motorball, so awesome. So they did a good job of establishing like the rules and what it is and stuff, but then. The whole purpose of having that was because that was an avenue to earn enough money to get up to the floating city, and or what, if you became the champion, right? Well, at first they didn't know that, right? That that the only person to go was the champion. They thought that because um, Hugo wanted to earn the money to get up there, 
and Alita sell, well, hey, I'm good at this. I can do this for him. I can earn this money for him. So that seemed like the whole reason to have Motorball in the movie at all. Exactly. But then she goes on and continues to do Motorball, and it just doesn't feel like there's a strong connection as to why. Like, after that whole no, reason I is know, exhausted. I know why. I know why. Why? She wants revenge from Nova killing her boyfriend and then losing her family, too. So because he told her, he told her when she when she bodied the black guy, uh, and she also bodied uh, uh what you call it, uh, uh Edward Scissorfingers. Uh, uh, when she bodied those two guys before he died, he was like, "I already got your family unlocked, uh, and your boyfriend's bodied already, so they're dead." So after that, she had, and then also after that, she just went back to her original mission of eliminating Nova. Yeah, so you're saying that that her her big plan was to become the motorball champion so she can get up to the city to fight Nova? Yeah. She was a a super warrior. She could have just gone up there herself without the motorball. You can't tell me that someone that has the skill set that she she showed off could not just find a way up to that city and assassinate him. I mean, she couldn't do it when she She had an old army on her side, too, so... Yeah, but she, she can she can step up, and th- and if they know that she's gunning for them, because obviously she was part of that army, they're already afraid of her. They tried to kill her. Why would they let her come up when she became the champion? Oh, wait a minute, it's all different now. You're a champion. Come on up. I'm sorry about trying to kill you before with all my other robot uh, or cyborg assassins. Now it's completely different I mean, since you're the motorball I mean, the champion. The thing was is that they can't do it if if she's making money for them too. She, the, there was a whole different atmosphere. If you if you're just oh, whatever. If you're just a low life, right, and you're living there, they can kill you off and nobody would notice. If you're one of the superstars that just blew up, I guess you can play like, that card. That's, that's, that's like saying like somebody somebody got shot in the street and you're poor and nobody knows you have no family. Not, not a lot of people will care, but if somebody shot LeBron James. I had to be a whole thing. Yeah, and and you know, you're right. At the end, everybody was all cheering for her, and she was this superstar and everything else. But I don't know. That just she literally her, her bro. That just her, seemed like a weak plan. It was amazing though. Her her uh, her what's your call it? Uh, were they? Uh, you know, another thing that didn't make sense. How she make it to uh, the officials or whatever the the like the the NBA of the of the motorball because you know the they top have, division yeah you know, the top division if she like quit mid game she literally just left she dipped yeah so I, that that was also again she literally fought somebody with roller skates on you literally just got body with roller skates like it felt like there was something missing to connect that right the motorball stuff is cool. It's all, you know, all that stuff is amazing, but it just felt like the the connective tissue was just a little too thin. She just bodied people with roller skates. Anyway, so oh my god! All that being said, the story is good enough to get to those action scenes that are just off the charts amazing. You know, you know another thing though, <laughs> she has like a lightsaber, which was amazing. Her sword was a lightsaber. Yeah, and she, it, it made sense how they explained it. Like they found it in the urn or the herb. Yeah, the well, the urn or something like that. It was I mean, one of the that, last things that they found from the urn. But that whole backstory was a little weak. I mean, another thing is is like if she has a human brain. She like, oh no, no, she's not an alien. There's just colonies on other planets. Well, and they they said she was like over a hundred years old, right? So how was her three hundred? Bra- yeah, how was her brain preserved for three hundred years? And yeah. cyborg, and she was she wasn't even. Doing anything in the past three hundred years, she was asleep. Yeah, so there was, there was definitely 
hints at her backstory that, you know, it was un- I, maybe enough for this movie, and I guess you can mine some of that more for a sequel or whatnot, but I don't know. It- hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Before we finish this review, yep. let's go around and say, like, two of our favorite battle scenes, because I love talking about those fighting scenes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So uh, I can tell you my two, my two favorite right now. Okay. The first is the one that ended up with her overconfidently getting ripped apart, but we're still winning with one arm. Bodied, she bodied a man with like. <laughs> yeah, that one was amazing. Think about the strength too. You holding yourself up with one hand and then being able to throw yourself in the right projectile mine to get your arm in between all of those blades. Alex, please stop that. Um, my other, um, my other favorite kind of action scene was the the first big motorball scene where she gets up there and she's all happy and giddy, and Doctor Ito finally gets in touch with her and says, um, "They're all trying to get you," or she says, "He says that they're they're trying to to kill you or something." She says, "Who?" and he's like. All of them. They're all mercenaries. Yeah. All everybody competing that in that was, was a mercenary. She literally bodied Oh my I can't even remember, but she used the ball as a weapon. Yeah. She didn't have one like other people. She took the ball, hit the man in the back of the head, and then threw it in front of her and let it like oh my god. Those are always amazing to see in like animated, but when this is live when they do those set pieces in live action. Well, what? <laughs> One could argue if that was live action. A lot of CG. Still, that, that looked a lot more... Photorealism. Yeah, that looked a lot more real realistic than, like, I'm going back to my academia with, like, a guy who always smiles, big and buffed, and has a Detroit smash that can, like, send you into, like, another planet. Like, Yeah, it's a little too fantastical. Yeah, but but when, when you make it... I mean, if they, if they'd made a live action movie, it'd probably be like that, but still... Oh my god! So, what were your two favorites then? My my two favorites was Motorball, like the whole scene from her in Motorball all the way going to Hugo, with like the whole chain thing. Oh my god! And then also, uh, when she went on her rampage, killing all those people, uh, to uh, after Hugo died, that was amazing. Oh yeah, she she went. She, she went crazy. She 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 took her one lightsaber and split like three robots in half at one time. Yeah. There's some good stuff. Good stuff. Alright, so let's uh let's give a, a rating and let's let's wrap it up. Oh, and the beginning. No no no. And I also liked Oh I got two more parts, okay. So 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 when she kicks the lady into the wall so hard that her like brain splatters in the back of her head, and then also when she cuts the guy's face in half, like it was clean in half. She wasn't even using the lightsaber. It's like my face got cut in half. All right, let's rate. I rate this movie. I'm gonna say a four out of five. Dude, last episode you moved us to a ten point scale, so you, oh, could, have, yeah, so you could have nuance. Ten point scale. So like I'd say, uh, uh, I'd say an eight. 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 All of that gushing, you're eight out of ten. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to persuade you. I'm not trying to move because because it was amazing with all the set pieces and the fighting and CGI, and then also looking at some of the writing nuances or nuances. Is that the right word? No. Or with the writing, uh, 
things that they let uh, that, that they let go to have more uh, a fighting anime type style. Uh, that was that was that, they would they would take a point. So yeah. eight and, out of ten. Yes, yeah, so I've seen that. My problem is you don't you can still keep all the action scenes and not lose the the quality of the writing. Um, I would rate this probably a seven out of ten. Um, mm. It's a fun movie, and seven's a good score. Uh, I would recommend it. I would, you know, I I didn't feel uh, like my money was wasted by any means. It, it definitely provided the escapism that a movie is supposed to provide. Yeah. Um, the fact that I I had those little nitpicks was probably more upsetting to me because of how much I did enjoy the movie. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't care. You got it, invested into it. Yeah. She's a character that you want to see overcome, and then. To see her whole like career be written in the way it was, you know, yeah. With Hugo, I mean, I I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I, I I thought it was good. I mean, so seven out of ten, eight out of ten. I think basically what that means is you should do what, Jacob? You should go watch the movie. Yep, good stuff. Oh, oh, by the way, if you like anime, it'd be even better because if you like me, where you get invested, you're like, did that man really just? Just body him like that. Like this is that's a movie. This is this is the type of movie. Yeah. Alright. Uh I'm Jacob Echeverria signing off. You can add me at Kid J C O um on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, uh and that's it. And you can find us at uh, fpmplay.com. All of our information is there. Every single episode we've done. Yeah. Uh, this is episode 76. We are barreling towards 100. We'll be there before you know it. And uh, talk to you later.